0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Devotionables, Brief Devotions for Busy People. My name is Gabriel. Today we are in Genesis 38. As you're reading through Genesis, this kind of chapter, in some ways, seems like it comes out of nowhere. Like you're just driving along and pop, you get uh, T boned by a, a car that ran through a stop sign. So in Genesis 37, the story of Joseph, and the story of Joseph consumes almost half this book, right? Third book from chapter 37. And then 39 through 50, and really even going into uh, Exodus. 38 here is like, if you just kind of drop in, you know, I want to read the story of Joseph, you know, 37, 38, what, what is going on? What is this chapter doing here? Why did Moses put this chapter where it is? Now again, Moses is not writing chapter 37, chapter 38. He's telling a story, and part of this story is is... A literary the way of writing, which he's done throughout, a way of contrasting people, contrasting lines. That is the righteous and the wicked, or the seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. Some people talk about it that way. Those who are the chosen, the elect, those who live by faith, and those who just live in utter rebellion against God. Those who walk with God, Enoch, Noah, and those like Lamech in chapter four and and others who just have no regard for the God of heaven, the God of the Bible, who is revealing himself to us graciously and beautifully in the book of Genesis and all of his word. So here we go, Genesis 38, an interruption seemingly to the story of Joseph, but Moses is trying to do a couple of things here. Well, multiple things probably, but a couple of things I want us to highlight today and think about. He's contrasting the character... And in, in particular, the faith of Judah with Joseph. And particularly when you get to thirty nine, it becomes more clear, right? And so in thirty eight, we see that Judah is going to go and marry a Canaanite woman. If you can go all the way back through this story, right? Abraham's like, don't take, don't take a wife for my son Isaac among these people. You see, in some of the other marriages that take place, in the way that. Um, sexual expression, sexual sin was taking place, even going back to chapter 4. Judah's going down that path. He's following um, a pagan people, putting their lot with them. And even the way that his sons, you see that they, uh, in verse 7, Judah's firstborn was wicked in the sight of the Lord. The Lord put him to death. Onan, Judah's like, hey, rise up, go into your brother's wife. Perform the right of brother-in-law, give her a child, and own what he did, wicked in the sight of the Lord, dead. And then he he has another son, and he's afraid that he'll die. So he kinda he says to Tamar, wait, wait, but in a sense, like does he really have any really intention of following through on his word? And so we see that and, and we see what happened in thirty-seven. Judah kinda the one taking the lead to um to harm and put Joseph in a bad spot. So this character of Judah, in contrast with the character of Joseph, who in 39, is the Lord was with him, right? There's no mention of the Lord being with Judah. We see the Lord considered his sons wicked and put them to death. In 39, the Lord was with him. The Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. And there's this situation where He's now in Potiphar's house, and he's over all of Potiphar's things, and in and, and overseeing them. And Potiphar's wife seeks to lie with him. And Joseph, in contrast to um, immoral Judah, he's like, "I am pure. I'm not going to do this thing. I'm not sinning against God. I'm not going to sin against your husband." You, and he flees out. Right. This contrast is the like the psalmist, right? This the the way of the righteous versus the way of the wicked. And you think, like, man, how does my life compare to that of the world? One who has been called out by God, saved, right? We were once this way, but we've been washed, we've been sanctified, we've been forgiven. So does your life, Christian, match up with that of one who's following the Lord or with the one who has no regard for the things of God and God's ways? There's this contrast between Judah and Joseph. We're also like, we may not know it yet. It's going to come more clear through the scriptures. Genesis 49.10, the end of Ruth. And when we get to Matthew, right? This story that seems kind of like out of nowhere. right? There's a contrasting of living for the Lord and living for oneself. And then also this promise. This promise that God made to Eve, to Adam, and to all who would look to him by faith, that he would send the one who would crush the head of the serpent. We get to the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah. Interesting, because Judah, right, the fourth son, and his brothers... And Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Right? This is a weird story. So we go back and we see that Judah's wife dies. And he spends time grieving her. And then he goes into a way and he's going, he's looking for a prostitute. Again, sexual sin, sexual deviance. And Tamar, seeing that her father-in-law had no intention of honoring his word, of living righteously in the way of the Lord, she devises this plan, this, you know, to have a son. And she disguises herself, as you read in chapter 38, as a prostitute. Judah goes into her. She becomes pregnant, Perez, right? And Judah hears about it and says, Bring her out. She's got to die. And then, with the exchange of pleasures that they gave, this man's the father. And he realized, Oh, she is more righteous than I. Thankfully, though, it wasn't the final word for Judah. We see as his life develops, he seemingly has a change of way, a change of heart, repenting and trusting in the Lord, living for the Lord, and doing what's right by Joseph and his family later in his days. And the Lord used this story, worked through these crazy, what is chapter 38 all about, to bring about part of the line, part of that seed of the promise, Jesus Christ, who would ultimately come from Peres by Tamar and Judah. Genesis 38. Wow, what an intriguing story. God's blessings on you today.